0: And we are live, guys, here on Twitch, YouTube, Periscope, not Mixer, because Mixer literally isn't a thing anymore, thanks to Facebook buying it. So we'll try to sort that out, but that's why our one week on Mixer, um, you know, well, two weeks, one week where everything was saved. <laughs> but uh, it's gone. AJ Styles is going to have to find a new place to stream, I suppose, as will Ninja and a few other bits and pieces. But they paid some serious money for these folks, and now, they're, now it's just gone. So uh, that's why we don't have a Mixer account anymore, because it's not a thing, guys, so boo-warns, boo-warns. <laughs> Dave, how are you getting on, man?
1: We're doing fantastic. It's a great day for wrestling, everybody. Welcome back to the only podcast hosted by fans who don't hate the product. Yeah, to be with you all.
0: Because we, may, we don't make the mistake of keeping up with the current product. We look at the past, <laughs> and that's why... But yeah, like we have, we're kind of a little bit recent uh, for this week's show where it's going to be all about the the last ride of The Undertaker or The Undertaker's last ride. That documentary. You guys, man,
1: I got to say, if you guys are watching on video, I I apologize in advance on audio. It'll probably come off a lot better because, man, the emotions that that documentary brought out to me. I hope I get through this podcast without revealing too many of them. (laughs) I don't know, but I can. Wow, if you guys haven't seen it, it's not like we're spoiling anything, but man, you have to watch it. I can't stress that enough. I've hmm. wow, just wow.
0: Well, It's on the WWE Network right now. Um it kind of started like WrestleMania weekend and then Our Money in the Bank, I can't remember. Money, Money in the, the, Bank. Money in the yeah. Bank, that was it. Uh after Money in the Bank and then just kind of bit by bit. Like I remember the first week it was on after Money in the Bank. I'm like, "Oh, what's this?" cuz Money in the Bank was so short. And it wasn't something like they had kind of built up; it was just kind of a thing they dropped, and then kind of went into it. Now we will we will get into uh, into the into the the, the nitty gritty of the last ride um, documentary before the news. But if anyone is watching, uh, wants to contribute something, our chat all the all the chat function is linked, so anything you type will be below, and we can we can respond to that. But we have to, even though we are a show that kind of goes back. It would be uh, a miss to not talk about the news because the news is crazy. So, obviously, we're not going to talk about uh, the allegation stuff because that's still ongoing uh, with certain individuals in the UK wrestling scene. But we are going to talk about uh, TNA's world champion be fo- being fired, Impact's world champion being fired, uh, Tessa Blanchard, who is the first female to win their championship back in January, uh, now she's fired, so she's gone like uh i think a week out from sam or a couple of weeks out from sam uh along with another wrestler being fired from that card so their main event now has two performers who aren't with them anymore so that's crazy so good job tna for still being tna uh uh...
1: (laughs) it's almost reminiscent of ufc 200 where they had to just keep pulling people because of drug tests this is obviously different because they're fired but i mean it's still the same concept you're about to put a show on and right on the 11th hour you have to totally reset your card
0: well it's kind of funny because like Tessa Blanchard apparently is in Mexico with her fiance or husband and she can't leave because she won't be allowed back in but she was asked to like send off vignettes she just never bothered and I'm like you're not going to send some, some videos you know like just just go for it you know it's, it's it just doesn't really make any sense to me but I'm just sitting there going okay uh, good job TNA you know stellar work so, I don't know what's going to happen there with its anniversary, but it kind of is what it is, you know?
1: You, you know, you can tell the longtime fan and dare here because he still refers to it as TNA, even though that's not their name. It hasn't been their name for what, over a year, two years now, but, but you, still... you keep living the dream. But it's they're... still the WWF while you're at it.
0: No, no, like, the reason why it's TNA is they could change it to anything, but they still run it the exact same way. This still the exact same problems. So, it's just like... There's certain things that you rebrand and it's still just going to be that, you know, and that's, that's just kind of is what it is. And that's why they could change to anything, but they're still TNA. You know, like this is the most TNA, TNA move ever. So change it to whatever you want, whatever you want it to be called, but that's just it, you know. Um, a question from monsterboat 93 in the chat uh, via Twitch Did The Undertaker retire after he lost to Roman Reigns in WrestleMania 33? No, he did not. Uh, it kind of looked like he did. But it kind of looks like he always retires after every WrestleMania match, and then kind of comes back. So we'll we'll t- we'll touch on that. Like, there's a lot of stuff now that on Twitter and that, that he has retired. But before we get into that, uh, that, that's one of the main things I want to discuss with you, Dave, because like we still don't know what's yeah. going on, and the product well, is very weird at the moment. Really?
1: Specifically to that point, we can quote Michelle McCool, who said, "Yeah, you've retired like five times."
0: Yeah, exactly exactly so he he's retired but never really retires so we will talk about that but no i, I
1: believe this though i'm i think this is very Shawn michaels for me
0: mm. yeah uh what's it oh okay that's why i was confused about the last ride thing because i thought he already retired so did a lot of people <laughs> after that specifically well after the bray white match the year later uh mm. he left his hat and coat in the ring and people are like oh he's done and then shows up randomly like a year later so this is the Undertaker, you know, and now I think there is the narrative that people say, "No, oh, he's retired now after the Last Ride uh, or the Boneyard match and the Last Ride documentary." But that's one thing we'll talk about when we get to it. But great question, all, Thank you very much. Um, but look, I I want I'm gonna it's gonna be interesting. Look at some Averish I don't think it's happened yet. If it has, uh, that just shows you how interested I am in it. But I think it's in July. <laughs> but I do think it's funny that um, they fired the world champion literally like out of nowhere because she just didn't do anything and it's like well she hasn't done anything since january like what what do you want like but here's the thing apparently wdb are interested in signing her uh it's either AUW or or uh or wdb are or interested in signing her and i'm like that's probably a bad idea don't do that um yeah uh, what's it uh, i love ha ha i love how the undertaker is like the girl she announced she's deleting social media and then posts to facebook status doom in his literally literally now you know i I, under- <laughs> I
1: understand that mentality but i mean you watch this documentary and it's clear what he was going for and that was redemption mm. i mean he wanted to hang it up after roman reigns he just watched the match and yep. said i can't go out like that i have to go out in a blaze of glory, I have to do... It's, it's almost the one a Dead or Alive Bon Jovi song is yeah. kind of what he needed that moment. And uh, I mean, you watch that Boneyard match and...
0: It, it kind of does that, you know, but... Uh, before we get on to some more news, WWE backstage has been cancelled, uh, which is sad, but apparently CM oh. Punk, Booker T's, and another couple of contracts have been bought now by WWE, so... What? Yeah, because that's...
1: By the way, in case bad. you guys haven't realized... Uh, the Wrestling Rewind does the news is Dara shares the news and I react to stuff that I haven't read all week.
0: What? How did the WWE
1: manage to get their hands on CM Punk's contract? That is oh he must be furious
0: Yeah well that's what happened Uh, so it's been cancelled in the same week that Renee Young caught the virus and her husband also is you know quarantining but it looks like it's not going to happen uh you know he he's... but luckily
1: moxley wears a gas mask so he's good well he has yes, the like, negative thus far i bet so. he
0: i bet he kept that uh, that gimmick up you know that would have been a good time to keep the gimmick up but uh <laughs> <laughs> oh months and Mots chimed in there dave reacts WWE edition literally <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so you know i hope renee young gets better it sucks i love renee young i think she's great um and it sucks for John Moxley as well because obviously he's the champion in AEW, who's supposed to be on Fighter Fest, which are taping next Wednesday, I believe. So, I don't think he's going to be there. Um like obviously cuz that is what it is, but apparently she's doing a lot better. Um this is this is a bummer all around. But, you yeah, know, she, she, she she did a good tweet though. She was like, uh, "Oh, what a week. I catch the virus and my show gets canceled." And you're like, "Oh man, that's that's a bummer."
1: <laughs> it does suck.
0: But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh she was in the ring With a bunch of talent at the Performance Center And this brings us to our next piece of news So she was in the ring doing some stuff uh, During the AJ Styles celebration With a bunch of other talent in the Performance Center And now there's like an outbreak of the virus In the Performance Center So we're in double digits now WWE won't confirm exactly who has it and who doesn't We know like Jamie Noble and a few other guys have it But uh, WWE are playing it quite close to the chest Now remember this is the same company that said don't wear masks You're not allowed to wear masks if you show up And you're like well that's stupid and uh, now there is a nail break in the WWE Performance Center, which is bad news for the WWE. Dave, here's the thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this. This isn't a massive story, and it should be because it's crazy. WWE's handling of this is ridiculous. There's a report after report that Vince McMahon is not taking this seriously. Uh, there was other reports that the production staff are saying, "Hey, if you're if you're a real fan, you won't wear a mask," which is like, listen. Whatever about being outside and not wearing a mask. Okay, whatever. If you're in a closed area, wear a mask. Like, obviously, it's come on. It's common sense and it's it's dangerous not to. Um, and this was one of the, this is you know this is a case in point here. Florida has one of the biggest outbreaks in the in the in the country, I believe. And now we have this this uh, outbreak in WWE where it's going to put a lot of what they were doing. Under more scrutiny and potential shutdown, we don't know that yeah Dave, how do you think? Well, what do you think wc do here? Now, my opinion before you answer, taking a break <laughs> and just playing, just playing clips or playing it safe—kind of what they did with SmackDown—is a better way to go. But what do you think?
1: Well, I think, yeah, I think you're right in part. They have to still have some sort of a live product, or else they lose their TV deals or at least the money coming in from him. That's part of the agreement. Well, we don't we, know that. That's something that, we that, addressed.
0: That's not confirmed now. Um, that,
1: we, we so it might that. be in the influx? Well, that, yeah, that's my we, understanding, we, so that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with my uninformed okay. understanding. Sure. But what I will say is that the playing the AJ Styles Undertaker match got them, what, 2.7 million viewers? It's one of the biggest viewings they've had in quite some time, so clearly that's successful. Hmm. Um, they had success doing that not to that level, obviously, because they're not AJ and they're not taker, but they had success doing that with um, Edge and Randy Orton as well recently. Mm. So this is a formula that can work. Do some live, mix in some archive clips. It encourages people to subscribe to the WWE Network. So you're, you know, you're keeping your business model going. You're bringing in people. I I think it's fantastic and I don't see this as a negative for WWE. There's one thing that this company's always been able to do and that is thrive in times of extreme adversity yeah. and they're continuing to do it through through ethical means through unethical means well, <laughs> you look through their history and they've survived.
0: Well, Here's some interesting things SF1 now is basically a wrestling channel um, because they're just playing old clips and old pay-per-views and stuff and they're doing okay numbers not not amazing numbers they're smashing TNA into the ground purely by just play, by being what they are but um, you know it's officially
1: I, in India at this point right? oh yeah it's, it's like yeah,
0: officially it's, it's not even like second or third place now it's just you know on the internet but um, the numbers they're doing are quite good now they, they, they're playing like the Royal Rumble 2008 a while ago and stuff like that so I don't think doing that kind of hybrid or doing like From the Vault shows effectively you know What we're doing, but with footage where they're going back, and imagine they did that. Now, here's a pitch that I would suggest they do archive shows, they pick a period from what, like what we're doing, where we're going through pay per view. So, July or June, July, pick a pay per view from that, and every week do a pay per view, and then have people in talking about it while they're doing the matches. That would be interesting, but they won't do that, and I just don't understand. That's live content, too, you know, or even it's.
1: Mm, I don't know. It's tough though because I still want to see storylines progressing. I, I still want to see. Well, hey, I I want to see the people get paid. I don't want to see another slew of firings because talents can't be used.
0: Well, again, if okay, there's 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 two weeks. There's there's about two to three weeks of the virus, right? So do what. They, uh, no, two or three weeks um, before it exposes itself. It shows up, right? That's that's the what we know so far. So two
1: to fourteen days, and I I feel like maybe I should I don't know this isn't really the radio's business, but screw it. Um, I myself tested negative, but I had to get a COVID test. Um, this past uh last week, mm. and um, it is not a fun experience.
0: It's, yeah, it doesn't seem fun. Um, it's not fun. It really doesn't. Um, but also,
1: here- you know I had the whole the whole gambit done that I you look- can get done, so I'm- not fun.
0: Dave, I'm so glad that you don't have it, man, because that just I don't anyone who who gets it or like that it doesn't seem like a good experience and you know it just it just is what it is it's one of those things that uh, change the landscape but the reason why i bring it up is that we know the time period of when you're not shown symptoms when you're not symptoms to being full-blown um full-blown having it right so what i would suggest is do a bi-weekly show right or bi-weekly structure where you have your recaps it's you have very your... progressive
1: of you Dara. well
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> you have your play weekly shows where you're you're sitting there and you're like right we have our live content kind of what they did with soaps over here Or anyone in, who isn't in the uk and ireland our soap operas i don't obviously watch them but they used to uh i watch wrestling that's soap opera I enough i do well why watch wrestling that's enough well, well,
1: no, I, I moved on, but that's honestly, I think that's what got me into wrestling. I used to watch soap operas every day when I came home from school. Um, and, and yeah, they've been on hiatus. Luckily, they taped like
0: well, see, that's six,
1: a... eight weeks in advance. Well, they're not. Um, well, not all. But, yeah.
0: over here they weren't. So what they did was they taped a bunch of them, and then when they came back, they just spread them out. So instead of having five or six shows a week, you'd have two yeah. shows a week. And I think that would be a good model for WDB to do. Like, yeah, you have your Raw, you have your Smackdown. uh, Two a week. Sorry, two a month, right? And then in between those, have your best of shows or some kind of focal point on. And then at that point as well, you can also have your pre-taped storylines where people are just talking like we're talking over Zoom or something. Um, There are ways to do it. But having everybody in a small enclosed area when there isn't any real need for it particularly when you have just slews upon slews of all this content just sitting there it right. seems really dangerous and as a wrestling fan and as a person i don't yes. particularly i don't want to put people's lives in danger over something where it's wrestling at the end of the day and it's not not worth it Yeah, you know, particularly for a co- like with AEW, they've kind of managed I get to get that. around i they, get that they managed to get around it which is great because they're actually taking it seriously but what we're seeing here with WWE they just don't seem to care and it's like lads come on like you can't do that
1: it's also very complicated in the sense that I mean my country as you know obviously Dara is over in Ireland I'm over here in the U.S. and we the past couple weeks have been reopening everything and we just
0: just start reopening today
1: yeah Mm. and that that may be getting reversed shortly um just because of the way that things happen. But I can't blame WWE in terms of they didn't keep fans there for the longest time until restrictions started to get lifted. So they have followed what they're supposed to. They've just tried to go with the entertainment product a bit too far in terms of not taking the necessary precautions actually inside the arena. Though that said, it's not like they haven't been testing people. It's not like they weren't. Taping temperatures and everything else. And it's important to note that there is a very, very big difference between testing positive for something and actually being sick with something.
0: That's true. And that's very true. You know, it's just, it's, you know, we were talking what's going to happen when there's an outbreak inside the performance center. Well, yeah. now we have it. Yes. So WWE are going to have to roll with it. And look, they've done great so far with, you know, with certain elements of it. But then you kind of dig into it a little bit deeper and you're like, you're not letting the fans wear masks. Oh, yeah, I get the visual of it, but they sell masks. Like, that's the thing. It's like this. They put, do, yeah. Put them in their own masks they have and then you can kind of sell it. It's just like, I don't know if this is a Vince McMahon issue, which it usually is, or a Kevin Dunn issue, which it could be as well, but it's like.
1: Or a they, Bruce Pritchard thing. Uh, you know, who knows how Heyman's feeling about all this right now. By the way, speaking of WWE, Heyman's gone that's what i'm saying yeah heyman being gone pritchard taking over then the ratings skyrocket because you show two legends have a match together yeah uh, that's that's got to have some interesting reactions but since you did mention that the wwe is selling masks if anybody wants to uh get me an aj styles one you can follow me on uh on instagram and i'll send me a
0: dm well, there you go. <laughs> you got a shill. Speaking of shilling. I'm show. <laughs> speaking of shilling, guys, if you want to help support the show, um you can be at the brave browser. Um all the all the ways to do it are on our website, Nerdanomedia.com or you can check in the description below. Also our PayPal and Kofi link is over on the left hand side. So that would be great if you're if you like the content that want help you support us that would be great if not just spread the word of the show likes su- like subscribe share all that stuff helps us immensely because um, we're not going anywhere anytime soon uh, on the rewind <laughs> and here on phoenix <laughs> fm we have a lot of content years of wrestling content to get years through. of wrestling content so, we certainly do yeah
1: and uh, since we are doing cheap shilling you know Believe it or not, this is not the only thing that Derek and I do with our lives. I, I mean, sometimes it feels like it, but I, I'm I'm putting you on the spot right here. But I hope you drop a link to the single that you released this week because I think people oh. should see uh, see some of your music that you do outside of this. It's pretty awesome.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny because like, we have that was a single I found on a hard drive and I just remastered it because we're like oh and well, the album's not going to be done so that was actually the album was supposed to be released on friday for a different project um so that's that's kind of a stop also the album is, is getting together so that's pretty cool i will leave a link to it but my own band's record is actually being released this friday so i'll leave oh, a link to that it's awesome oh man it's we were sitting on that one for a year we were supposed <laughs> totally. to launch it in in uh october and then march and then this whole virus thing happened, so we're like, let's just release it. So, yeah, I'll do that. I'll pop a link in the description for anyone who wants to check that out. Uh, but Friday, pick up the pick it up. I think it's only going to be about 6, 7 euros anyway, so it won't be too bad. But, uh, yeah, well, thanks for that. Um, Absolutely. What else? Okay, and before we move on, fighter Fest is coming up soon. So... <laughs>
1: We'll I'm just still laughing about uh, the comment <laughs> David reacts to WWE edition. It's so that's true.
0: what it's like. It's like Dave doesn't know any of the news, so he just I say it to him. He's like, "Oh my god, really?" Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. So let's let's kind of switch gears here and talk about the Undertaker. So WWE has confirmed that the Undertaker has retired. Right? They have confirmed, confirmed. But their confirmation. I think this is kind of like the scoops of news. So this is coming from the Wrestling News dot uh, the tweet they use is "Behold the phenom," even his first ever battle. All eyes were on the Undertaker. hashtag Thank you, Taker. That doesn't seem to me like that's a retirement thing, right? Until I hear but
1: AJ it. Styles tweet um, still, from I from still, last week. That's that's when I that's when I really believed it.
0: I still don't believe it. Um, I would you know, until he actually come. Any look. Even if he comes out and says it himself, like how many times on wrestling he did?
1: Be... Did you not watch this not documentary for, for six hours? Hold
0: on, hold on. It's wrestling, right? No one really retires in wrestling. Chris, hold on, Christian Cage. Oh my God, I really do like TNA a lot. Captain Charisma. Captain Christian. Christian came out <laughs> uh, and had a match with Randy Orton. It wasn't much of a match, and that man retired. Edge retired from a neck injury and comeback No one really retires. It's like comics. No one really dies in comics. No one yeah, but really it, this retires. Is di- well, that,
1: well, this is different though, Dara. It's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not. Because you are talking about people. We are talking about the Undertaker. Okay. Somebody who has lived the gimmick for 30 years. Somebody who has been adamant that when they have the match that satisfies them, they are going to walk away. And he had it. Well, he had two back to back.
0: Shawn Michaels returned for money and because it was fun.
1: He returned because it was fun so, and it was a catastrophe. It was, a and catastrophe. the Undertaker saw so, that. Yeah. the Undertaker was involved in that. He was. You really think he's going to do it again? Now that's not saying that the Undertaker can't appear and 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 have segments. And such, but you know what this is. Let's just cut right to the chase. Cut right through all the bull and get to what's on Dara's mind. He wants the Sting vs. Undertaker match to happen. He's been saying this for a decade. I'm sorry. Do, do, do you need a tissue? No. Like, what's Listen, gonna help you get through he, this? He
0: did talk about it. He did actually mention that. And he said the reason why he didn't want it was because the match would be bad. And the match yeah. would be bad. Don't get me wrong. The match would be absolutely atrocious. However. Given the fact that they found the formula how to make this work, I think it would be a good match. Now, not not in the ring. Do not put it in the ring. Don't let it go near a ring. But do what they did with the Boneyard match, or what they're doing now with these cinematic matches. That's how you do it. You could bring back any. You could bring back Kane and let him have one, or whatever. You know, it's this is the formula of how to keep going with with wrestling. with wrestling matches with guys who can't really go in the ring anymore.
1: You guys see this denial, right? You're feeling it? I'm not the only one that's just getting these vibes. This is absurd.
0: There's no no denial.
1: You don't want him going. Come on, the guy has given everything to this industry. He's hung it up. That's, uh, that's a pretty this show. Is, this show is supposed to be about appreciating it, not conspiracy theories about if he'll return. That's a Wait, show. Shawn Michaels waited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a different show. <laughs> a different um, show. um, Shawn Michaels waited eight and a half years before he returned. And you want to talk about oh, people always come back, people always get back in the ring, stone cold, Steve austin i rest my case well
0: so it's not because austin never came back to the ring but he did come back for segments
1: that's what i'm saying the undertaker can do that but as far as wrestling is concerned
0: well he's retired the, well, i would believe well okay right so there's 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 two there's two facets to this there's what used to happen. well sorry what used to happen what happened when tna was around an actual tna and what can happen now what used to happen was when they retired they retired and that was kind of it but they'd come back as legends, and then you'd have them for segments, right? So that's one thing that could happen. I don't believe that's the case. I don't think that's a, a flyer for the Undertaker. What used to happen when TNA was around, where they'd go off, which is what Hogan, Flair, and the list goes on and on, all day, where he went over and bled on the ring and rolled around for a little while. And it was terrible. That's what they yeah, did. What's over the
1: there. difference, Dara? They needed money. These are guys who Hogan desperately. Does,
0: Hogan doesn't need. Well, he does now. But are you kidding?
1: He absolutely did. No, at he, the no, time, at the
0: time he didn't. This is before. This is he, using, no, this was before. Is... This is before he broke up. This is before he, he broke up with Linda. This is when he just wanted to get himself over and win belts. It's true. It's true.
1: This is ridiculous. Uh, okay. This is ridiculous. No, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I want to celebrate the Undertaker, and I'm going to spend the next twenty minutes trying to convince you that the most. Honorable, respected man in the locker room is not lying.
0: Okay, I never said he's lying, but what I'm saying to no, you—no, you are. Is, that's literally no, what you're saying. So the first two, the first two, I would be like, look, if that's the world we're living in, fair enough. He's gone, right? He's he's finished. However, we're in the post-boneyard, post-firefly fun, uh, funhouse match world, where they don't have to get anybody in a ring. They can just shoot this. Have a grand old time. Everybody has a laugh. Everyone gets paid and it looks great. And that's what I think they'll be able to do. Wheel the Undertaker out every year and have one of these matches where he faces off against people who can't wrestle normally or whatever. Think about it. It'd be great. So no You're I don't
1: acting like the Boneyard match was some super easy to film, non physical, non toll thing. The Undertaker said it felt like being in a forty five minute match and that he was absolutely exhausted by it and, and that's what the yeah words exactly were that but he remember used.
0: remember what i said remember what i said post boneyard post far fire uh, firefly funhouse match so they don't have to have that kind of match they can have a, fire, a firefly funhouse match where it's just all the pyro and special effects associated with sting and the undertaker
1: you know there's video games, right? You you own 2K19. <laughs> I've, I've done it. You can I've do this. It. I have done okay? it. Okay, You can it. do this. I have done
0: this. But what I'm saying to you is, why why not just pull the trigger? Because we know what a match is going to be. He I never did... maintain the match is going to be good. I know. I, he said it. But we can still get the spooky special effects and have a good yep. old time. And everyone get gets all paid. All of
1: that. But why does there have to be... Why does he have to tarnish... Going out on one of the highest notes you could possibly go out on. He had a fantastic match at Extreme Rules. Uh, it was it was pitch perfect. Extreme rules. And then he went what?
0: Extreme rules? What match?
1: Um, Undertaker and Roman versus oh, yes. Shane and Drew McIntyre. That was a
0: great match. That was, that was match.
1: absolutely fantastic. Yeah, was match. And then he needed one more WrestleMania match and and he got it. Look. You all the reasons you're talking about for these guys that come back, even Shawn Michaels, um, and, and and Edge talked about this extensively throughout the documentary. Stone Cold, even one of the reasons that it's so hard to walk away is the high that you get from that pop mm. and that rush, mm. and it's about finding an inner peace where you don't need that anymore. Um, as McFoley said, you have to find a way now to capture that. For the rest of your life, The Undertaker is blessed with an amazing family, and I think he truly wants to be there for them. And that's not something that's that's going to be possible if the WWE is going to be shipping him off to Saudi Arabia. And he comes within two centimeters no, of breaking his neck once. No, a year. I
0: don't. No, that's one thing that I never want. You know, and I think him going over to Saudi Arabia was a big mistake. We saw that with the with that. Hard, and I actually went back and watched it. That's one of the things because like, I got a fire stick recently and I was Hmm. like cool I'm going to watch it on the network and I did and that match is diabolically bad everyone gets hurt it's not fun for anyone and the funny thing about it is it's like they thought that was going to be a sure thing because it's with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Kane no no no
1: I'm talking about Goldberg's match
0: oh Goldberg that was worse again that was worse again
1: I'm talking about going for the jackhammer and almost literally possibly killing if not breaking the neck of Taker I mean we're
0: not that match was worse that match is probably the worst match I've ever seen in my life um and i i think i need to Saudi Arabia appearances it's almost like an act of god you know of don't 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 go over there don't, don't be involved with it you know i need to talk so. about
1: some pros here because this is this is absurd now at this point there were some things that i got out of this documentary that i, I absolutely loved um i'm gonna stroke your ego so you let me talk for more than five minutes
0: I'm I give a lot Dave. of respect. Hold on, hold on a minute. You, you brought up Sting and the Undertaker and you don't want me to talk about it. This is just don't <laughs> do that.
1: Just, just don't do it. I'm just saying get out your gamepad and play. <laughs> I have
0: I've done it many times.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you have. I'm sure Sting wins every time. No,
0: no, no no no. That's not how you book a feud. You have to like you have to go back and forth. <laughs> <All right? laughs> don't be mad here. You have to book it correctly.
1: Well, anyway, I'm going to stroke your ego and say that I gained a lot of respect for Triple H, modern day Triple H especially, Mm. uh, watching this. Because if The Undertaker is willing to put you in a very good light, especially in later stages of his career, it it really means a lot. Um, So that that was a big pro for me, absolutely. Um, Three years ago, almost to the day, was the first time I ever appeared on what is now the Wrestling Rewind and that was to talk about the very first Saudi Arabia show Mm. um, and my thoughts on it and I I defended it and got a lot of backlash for that but after watching the documentary, wow it just really cemented how I felt at the time and it it showed what a monumental occasion it was and it showed The Undertaker talking about it with such respect Um, I gained respect for current day Vince McMahon Mm. I don't think he's as much of a authoritative dictator. I'm choosing my words very carefully because I want to do things in the future. But <laughs> I, as I, as as I once thought he was, or, or as or as we're led to believe, he has a heart. I mean, we've always known that he does have a heart. And he, no he, one's he's... ever been as loyal to him as the Undertaker has been, and, and that came through, um, well, look, fin- you... uh, especially.
0: Well, look, you see, it with Vince, um, whenever the camera is kind of looking back. You know, he has certain favorites, particularly with the divas as well, where he like he really has a, a a short not the divas, but the female performers. Like Becky is one of his favorites that he likes as well. And you know, I think he gets a lot of bad rap Now he is a crazy old man, but he's not heartless. You know, like even no. still, like it's, a lot of this stuff is for business. Like it's just a business thing. You know, and we've heard that where it's like he'll do a horrible thing, but then be like, oh hey, welcome back, pal. And it's like, what? <laughs> did he realize for him a lot of the stuff that he does is literally for business reasons even though it might so maybe he's not a crazy old man maybe he's just yeah. a cultural business person which would make sense listen
1: i mean maybe he just created the most successful wrestling industry that's ever existed that people thought was an impossibility during the territory days
0: well what i will say is you know to set this up before we actually go into the documentary correctly uh, fully going back to yeah. what, what uh, yeah, i'm show. sure we'll get into it well we're getting into it now so it's it's five it's we're going
1: right through the five stages of
0: grief by the way is what's happening we haven't got to the five stages stingray student taker is happening you're still in denial I'm not I'm still having don't, don't bring it up and I'll be able to do the rest of the show because other than that, we're just going to keep I bring it up there it's you <laughs> brought it
1: you, I didn't even mention his name
0: it's happening just you know hashtag make Sting on taker happen Wrestlemania what we 27 don't 27 I don't know whatever next year's Wrestlemania is um uh, Look, I don't know why it won't happen. Just come on, just do it. Like I don't. Anyway, sorry. Okay.
1: Goldberg versus Taker. That's why we will never see Sting versus Taker.
0: Goldberg. Sting
1: ta- vs. Seth Rollins. That's why we will never see Sting vs. Taker. I,
0: I never. I don't want them to have an in-ring match. Just have fun in the perform. Like in the vault, where you know. I don't know. Just do. Get Bray Wyatt involved, and they can do the spooky, scary things, and it'll be fun. It'll be a great time. Million stars. Anyway, <laughs> right. So, it's gonna reset here a bit. So, it's a five-episode show that started May tenth and finished uh, June twenty-first. So, it follows uh, around after. Uh, sorry, it's before what we thought his fi- his final match would be against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania Thirty-three. So, most of most right, you know, that's what we thought it was going to be. But based on the performance of that match. Ooh, do you, you know he wasn't happy with it the next one is his redemption arc where he was going against uh, John Cena at 34 right? still wasn't good enough chapter 3 is the Saudi Arabia match uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kane obviously that was supposed to be it but didn't work out that way and then there's another one uh, where it's the I think it's Saudi Arabia again that's with Goldberg Yes. And then finally, after then the, extreme rules, yeah, and then, then it's extreme rules, which is the the Drew the Drew McIntyre match, and then finally, AJ Styles um, that match. Now, based on this, based on the structure of this, and I think it's great. Like to be honest with you, I wasn't into it the first two episodes. Then I got a bit more into it because Triple H showed up, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Um,
1: oh my good t- lord! Oh, we've got years of content, guys. It's going to be I love Triple H. <laughs> I love Triple H. For years and years and years. Um, oh, my I'm just, goodness. I'm just
0: watching just doing my job. I'm just yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah how's I'm Sting sure. doing? <laughs> Listen, um, the, uh, one of the oh. things, actually, I'll, I'll disagree with you on, because I, I watched the first episode after Money in the Bank, and then yeah. I waited and watched the rest of them all this weekend because, hey, my generation's a binge generation. It's kind of how that's we what's do great. things. That's what's great. Yeah. I, I
0: actually, I didn't watch any of them until I watched them as a, a full block like yesterday. Um, and it was, yeah. uh,
1: it was, But I'll say that the first episode hooked me within the first couple of minutes because A, The Undertaker was out of character.
0: But I've seen The Undertaker out of character before, many times. Well, well,
1: Yes, there's And if anybody can find it on YouTube We, we can't link to it But um, there's a great, great clip of the Undertaker At a house show Just really getting amped up for a hot tag That y'all should uh, should look for It's fantastic Actually, it,
0: you know what I love? There's a great documentary Speaking to the Undertaker It's the That's tre- well, not the Undertaker documentary It's the Three Faces of Foley Did you ever see it? It came out in like 2002 2001 I think so It's him talking about the The Hell in a Cell match and he's completely out of character. And he's just, he's just saying, yeah, he just says to like, yeah, I true Mick Foley, and thought he was dead. And I felt so bad about it. And you're like, wow, I've never seen The Undertaker like this before. And it was the
1: 2003. first... 2003. Was it 2003? Because there were a lot sense. of clips in the documentary from 2003 where that he was a bit sense. out of ca- that would, about yeah, character. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'll find the VHS somewhere, but it was around then, and it was it's actually a really good documentary. VHS. Um, yeah, it was a VHS. It was a it was <laughs> 20 years ago. Um, I, didn't yeah, have, I know. Yeah. But, oh. um, yeah, that was the first time i seen the Undertaker character and I was like, oh, wow, this is great. So it's not a shock for me to see the Undertaker character, but it is nice to kind of, uh, well, I don't know, man. No, like,
1: it is a shock. It's a shock to see. I don't, it, look, it I'll, just, look, I just want to say something he never, look, even Chris Jericho said, I saw those cameras there and I saw the Undertaker for the first time ever being willing to, to have a camera crew follow him around and I knew, okay, this is the beginning of the end.
0: I don't, I, I'm going to say something a bit controversial here. I don't like seeing the Undertaker out uh, a character.
1: Well, I do now. He's retired. Now I want to know all this great stuff. No,
0: I just want him to be the Undertaker. You know, it's like, I'm sorry, I just, be the Undertaker. You know, it's...
1: I mean, his brother's a mayor. I think it's time we accept... (laughs) No,
0: no, hold on. The difference... The difference with Kane is... Everybody... Kane is Kane. The Undertaker is The Undertaker. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's not... Like, I don't remember a time... When The Undertaker wasn't around. So I can't handle... Being in the world, when the Undertaker isn't the Undertaker.
1: Well, yeah, because we're 31, and
0: <laughs>
1: the guy, the guy, essentially started wrestling in the WWE.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so it's just we like born. just let him, so, yeah, let him keep going. It's fine. Like it's, it's it's unfair to to not let him keep going.
1: Unfair, not. Trust me, if he wanted to, they would do it in a split second. I don't think his wife wants him to.
0: <laughs> well, not according to AJ Styles promo.
1: <laughs> I did like there's a great moment in the documentary where Michelle's like, because you know, obviously, her and, and AJ and all them, you know, they're friends, yeah. but she actually texts AJ's wife after he cuts the promo where he calls Michelle McCool out and says she's going to ride your to guy. She's great. like, she's like, uh, you know, this was AJ's wife. This was, you know, that was, that was really great, but I kind of hate AJ
0: at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's one thing I never realized that they were friends and that she uses the style cl- clash. I'm like... Yes. that's That makes a lot more sense as to why she uses the Souls Clash. You know? Wait, what does she... I call- wish
1: they had specifically said that. Yeah, well, I wish what, they had, What does she but... call it?
0: Is it Angel Wings or... There was some...
1: No, Angel's Wing... Isn't that Angelina Love's uh, finisher?
0: I can't remember. What what does Michelle McCool call it? It's some stupid name.
1: I I don't know. I just remember I loved it because it let me use that move in the WWE movesets yeah. and video <laughs> <laughs> games because it existed in their universe. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: so anybody in the chat remember what Michelle called her finisher by chance let I us know.
0: know let us know in the chat or let us know in comments below because I just I don't know <sighs> but yeah I, I, it, on the one hand I like all the backstage stuff and been able to see inside the world but it's just like I don't know man like do, I don't think we needed the Undertaker to, to retire
1: what are you talking about
0: <laughs> it's, he's fine look at him he's grand
1: he's he's 55 years old bless him and Shawn michaels retired waiting eight and a half years um let's do some simple math here now i'm no astrobiologist but i think eight plus five is 63 do you really want him coming back at 63 is that what you want hulk hogan did and how did that go Dara?
0: Well, I don't want him to go in and have a mat classic with somebody, but you know, just showing up and doing the spooky. But thing he well. he
1: wants to. If he's going to be doing it, then that's what he wants. He's never going. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! What is going on?
0: <laughs> I'm not ready for the Undertaker to retire.
1: Oh, so that, I, that's, that's I, no! I didn't. I didn't catch that's on to that. I'm just I, I didn't I'm catch just
0: not... that. No. And I, when I was watching this whole thing, I'm like, this is all a work. Uh, until the last episode, where I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't the work. And uh, it was just like, uh, I don't know, I still have that horrible feeling where I'm like, we're going to get so emotionally invested in it, and then it's like, ah, oh, here he shows up, and then it's just like, well, God damn it, you know? So, I don't know. Like, I was ready for The Undertaker to retire after the Roman Reigns match. I was ready for him to retire after, well, a bunch of times, three or four different times, but it's like, you know, it's like the boy who cried Wolf, the... You know what was really surprising to me? Um, the fact that he had
1: had several conversations with Shawn Michaels saying that, I wish I had walked away when you did.
0: That doesn't surprise me. That makes sense. Because that's, that's, that's the feeling I got after those end-of-the-era end of, end of the era matches. I'm like, God, oh, this really feels... And to be honest, that really feels like the time that the Undertaker... He hit a we we've been going through some of the matches and I even linked through a bunch of them um actually next week you might do that I've created like a list of Undertaker matches um I put it on my own Facebook and my Twitter I'll put them on our uh on our Facebook and it's like my favorite Undertaker moments are matches right and you can see the change in work that he, work ethic that he has from like 2008 to about 2014 Uh, it's like really really high impact that's when he starts doing the dives over the top ropes and all this kind of stuff Um, but I looking back it kind of makes sense where it's like he was really trying to end his career here as a in the ring technician or doing the big big spots rather than just what he would do from like 2001 which would be more kind of like a brawler Undertaker's career Even when I was talking with Stone Cold Steve Austin about it, um, he liked working with The Undertaker, but there's no matches you could point to and go, that's the best match that they had. Because it wasn't that kind of match that they weren't doing those kind of matches. It was more of the story than anything else. The actual matches that he started having around 2008, well, 2005 to 2008, that was more kind of like a shift to when he was doing submission based, slower matches, but then having the big spots so yeah it would make sense to me that that's when he wanted to walk away because that's what he, he was kind of working towards hmm. um, hanging around to, to what 2018, 2019 having a match with Roman Reigns and stuff I don't ever think he saw that being a thing I don't think he planned that at all you know so thank god for the bone match
1: so, oh I need, I need to correct yeah I think well yes I mean, it's AJ Styles, God. and 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 I I just looked up the name. It's um, should have assumed it was something along these lines because of her. Uh, I I want one of the Goddess Dope shirts that Michelle McCool was wearing. By the way, I think that's amazing. Right. Um, her name. She named her finisher the Faithbreaker. Breaker. Oh and I had forgotten alarm. this. Yes, I had forgotten this, but when I was looking up what her finisher was, um, it brought up a promo. That The Undertaker cut on the Raw before WrestleMania uh, and before the Boneyard match. And he actually mentioned the fact that Michelle does Styles' finisher better than Styles does it. I don't remember. That, uh, I don't no, write. I didn't remember this either. And he uh, declared that McCool is the one that got the move over and AJ isn't happy about it.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this match had really great pill. It really did.
0: Like, i have to say for any who haven't seen the bonier match it's like well at smackdown last week because of all this virus stuff
1: it yeah. kind
0: of became a celebration to your now it, i actually really enjoyed smackdown this week it was a lot of fun um yes. and they showed the bonier match in its entirety so if you don't have the network you can find ways to see smackdown and uh, i would recommend it's, oh, it's on youtube as well so you can check it out but um
1: yeah okay so what else what else surprised you in the document, what what's something in the documentary that you had no, you didn't see coming, and it surprised you?
0: After uh, the last episode.
1: Well, like, no, I mean like maybe no. a little detail or something
0: it that was, you learned. Well, I knew it was well. The first part of it really was that he was going looking to retire. That these yeah. matches that he had, like the whole point of it was for him to walk away. Because I did not think at any point that he was actually considering that. I just thought he was going to keep going and going and going. So the fact that from the very beginning, even all the way back towards WrestleMania, his WrestleMania match with Roman Reigns, I can't believe that he was thinking then to walk away. And when you go back and watch those matches, it makes a lot more sense, because they do stuff in the matches, and particularly the end of it, you're like, oh, well, he was trying to walk away. But he just didn't because he was pulled back in or wasn't happy. So it was more kind of like him going, well, yeah, look, I wasn't really happy with this. So I wanted to kind of do it this way. It's just one of the things where you get a window into wrestling. And it's like, I suppose any performer is the same where okay. you can't... I suppose, yeah, it's like any performer, you know? It's like you're never really happy with a specific thing you, you know do. you make it yeah, sure. you make a song or you make a painting or a video game or whatever and wrestlers look at the same way and you're like i wish i could do that maybe if i have one more shot i'll do that and it's kind of like chasing the dragon to always always do better and i just for the and wow
1: that's I, I gotta jump in on that quote because that was one of my favorite quotes that I, triple h actually said uh during the documentary when he said he was talking about the boneyard match coming up and the, the propositions going into it and he said you know, AJ Styles. That's 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 a dragon to chase. If you're going to chase one,
0: exactly. And that's what that's it. Literally, you know, uh, figuratively, and literally. And it was one of those things where you're like, for the first time, I never considered that. You know, I never considered that that was a way that wrestlers would look at it because we hear, we hear the horror stories and we experience the horror stories of. You know, they wrestle into their 70s and 80s and they never get that closure. And I think Taker finally got that with AJ Styles and it was because it's AJ Styles. Literally the best wrestler in the world. So it's like...
1: I did no idea that WWE was going to put him over. So I mean, I don't know why I'm shocked at this point. He, AJ he's Styles. literally accomplished everything. It's but AJ, I mean, Styles. Like, it AJ Styles. It is AJ Styles.
0: He's the best wrestler like, probably of all time
1: as a wrestler. It's not... As a wrestler, and even his promos have yeah. gotten much better um, in recent years. Something that surprised me that I- I'll point out is I thought that the Undertaker's match against Cena was purposely very short because they just wanted to make Undertaker look really strong and show that he that's still had it.
0: Too. Yeah, that's
1: I had no too. idea that Taker went to the building expecting to have a 30-minute slugfest. That surprised me. I'm not saying I'm upset about it. I'm just saying that's something that I had no. We never heard. I never heard a single rumor about that being the case.
0: That's another thing that I kind of wanted to pick up on. It's like because wrestling is the way it is, we usually hear rumors. But the fact that around The Undertaker, everything's so locked down, it's kind of amazing that that's the case. Like, it, we're not talking about something that happened 10 years ago, we're talking something that happened like last year. Yeah, two yeah, years, two ago. years ago, yeah. Yeah, last year, two years three, ago, right? Three, three. But still it's it's, Cena, Bray, it's eight, not yeah. it's not a we're not we're not that far away. Like if anything it was worse a couple of years ago where you'd hear everything coming out. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there was this secrecy around everything that The Undertaker did uh behind the scenes but in his matches really speaks volumes that you know not only were the company respected him but everyone in in there was too yeah it was just they very
1: surprising it. to hear him say yeah i mean that was great but it's it's undertaker versus cena i had no idea they're gonna give us so little time like i wanted more yeah well and i was like wow okay well it makes sense. even the undertaker doesn't always get what he wants Yeah,
0: that was a very poor wrestlemania though. like in general it was very rushed wrestlemania it, it was
1: now i gotta say um before we go one i i, I don't know if and I guess it's something that people will never have the opportunity to get to to do again, um, in terms of there being a match after. But I'm really thankful that I had the opportunity to attend a WrestleMania and get to see the Undertaker enter.
0: I've, you know, um, I've never seen the, the Undertaker enter.
1: On, un, on, I mean, life. it's it's I've amazing. Never, never got
0: to experience it. It's the one. <sighs> it's the one thing that I'm. Side I never got to. Uh, not like yeah. even in Dublin, like because he he I think he was on over, only over here once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, they never did That's it. it's much so. more difficult,
1: obviously, for you to. I mean, to, especially for there to be a WrestleMania where I, I had the opportunity to go. I'm I'm talking about WrestleMania 29, his match against CM Punk, which had one of the best builds for a WrestleMania match for the Undertaker. I it, think
0: is that the one where um, the entrance with all the hands coming up. Um, that's my favorite. That's my favorite WrestleMania Undertaker, and he has all the caskets.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I th- I think it is. Yes, yes. I believe fa- so.
0: That's my favorite one. I think that's like the best one.
1: Yeah, um, it just just the whole build up with I mean obviously the shock of Paul Bearer dying. Mm. Um, that that was tough to watch. Um, but the way that he allowed CM Punk to use the urn and everything they did with the ashes and all of that was just ooh. I remember at the time how well Heyman and Punk executed that. And you can say whatever you want. People, I see videos all the time online, like, Taker hates CM Punk. Well, it no, sure it doesn't. doesn't seem that way.
0: No, he doesn't. Like, that's... No, maps. he doesn't. No, he doesn't. There's no way. If he did, that match never would have happened. Um, no. Like, and real.
1: and Jim Ross even talked about his early matches against Punk on the podcast yeah. and how Taker's one of the guys that helped put Punk on the map in the that's WWE, WWE if, if, by if we, showing him the respect.
0: Yeah. Everybody forgets the Hell and Cell match. Um, mm mm-hmm. I think it was Punk's first title reign as the world champion.
1: I believe it was.
0: Um, and it, yeah, there's no way that Taker that hates Punk. It's just not a thing. But um, yeah, man, like. <sighs> That's one thing that I wish I got an opportunity to see. I just didn't. So that sucks. It really does. But um, at least we have some great Undertaker matches to go back and look forward to. And it's one thing now, next week, that I want to really kind of. S- sink our teeth into is watch just because like it just seems fitting there, like I didn't realise there was that that deep of a move set of a match set to go through that, that's so varied so we'll, I'll we'll, I'll send that to you actually what I'll do is I'll pop that list onto our Facebook page so you guys can watch the matches and kind of go along with us as well Um but yeah like there's some phenomenal stuff there really is and uh, the Boneyard match is a great way to start if you haven't seen versus it Phenom
1: vs Phenomenal 1 how could you have a better match?
0: Also, I love the fact that um, you know having Metallica play them in and out—that was great too. Yeah. Um, one thing that yes. i said is is the music how how important music is in wrestling, particularly licensed music. Like I managed to find that clip from Billion, uh this week. So and it much just, better with so, that. is it so much better? Oh my gosh! So it, much better. It with adds that. so much to it, and I'm great. I'm grateful that on the network you can actually listen to the Metallica song there. Still, in, and it's intact. So,
1: it even pops up with a Spotify link. So that's not yeah, going anywhere. Like, that's it, clearly
0: it's great, and that's one thing that I'm glad WWE finally sorted out licensing music so it can stand. Yes, right. Because it just it takes away so much from these moments. Where obviously they're they're imprinted on your on your memories, sounding a certain way, and then when you don't, it's like yep. that seems kind of weird, you know. But thankfully, Undertaker, if it is a final match, which it totally isn't. Um, is oh my god, <laughs> um,
1: you, uh, no. what is in the water?
0: Um, but uh, yeah, so there we go. So that's it, Dave. We're almost out of time, but is there anything you want to plug before we uh we get out of here for this week?
1: No, I think that's pretty good. Um, I will tell you this something that uh Samoa Joe shared. I think it's a good, maybe a good note to end off on. Has nothing to do with The Undertaker, but just has to do with the times that we're in. Uh, That's a quote from Samoa Joe. Despite what you may flutter with on your respective timelines, know that the good people of this world still outnumber the bad, and you have descended from those who survived and overcame perilous times like these in the past.
0: There you go. That is pretty lovely. Samoa Joe is so man for one man. And if you play 2K20, he will try to kill you with his robotic arm. <laughs> oh good. That's the thing. 2K twenty, it's the best kept secret of all time. You should totally No, no, it. no, no.
1: It the best <laughs> just follow me on Twitter it's... at the <laughs> Dave Stevens, Instagram, the Dave Stevens. So make sure you follow the wrestling rewind. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, on Facebook. Please, please do that. And um you guys can find Darius' email really, really easily. Please start emailing him constantly that the Sting Undertaker match is never going to happen. Listen, that's my new goal in life. Listen,
0: neartono at gmail dot com. Email away. <laughs> uh, we got to start getting this going. You know, really pushing for it. Everybody wants it, and the whole reason why you know we just need to convince the Undertaker. And I was going to call him the Undertaker because that's you know Mark Calloway is not a thing. Um, the Undertaker this is that we don't need a match we just need the spooky scary stuff that everybody likes and then it's fine so we're gonna make it happen we're gonna bring it back do you want me to just
1: go on like adobe illustrator and make a little crow fly into a fly into (laughs) fly into a casket for you and just you can put it on repeat (laughs) but that that, would that satisfy you
0: it might it might do but there's only one way to find out and that's you know, because look, the, the, this year's been so crazy, resting so crazy right now that you know we don't know. Like, look, all I'll say right before we finish out it's the 20-year anniversary of The Undertaker's debut at Survivor Series. Wow, this year, so something could happen. We don't know, but guys,
1: and, and to his career, rest in peace.
0: Well, that remains to be seen. He is the dead man after all. The dead man always rises. So, guys, until next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, there's no media on every other audio outlet that we're on, including the True Penny channel. This is The Wrestling Rewind. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.